Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual Heroes gamer. Your hosts, Shooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Hello, heroes and villains. Welcome to City of Heroes podcast, or the City of Heroes podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Episode. And uh, I thought I had the episode up. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start over, babe. (laughs) But it's up to you. (laughs) I know we're really transparent with our fuck ups. (laughs) Episode 65. We'll fix it in post. We won't fix it in post. And we are here with um, news. We have news. It's been so long, but we're still here. We have issue 27, page 6 patch notes. Less than a year from when it was released. And if you haven't seen, there has been big, big, big news in the in the... City of Heroes multiverse. And, but I'm Chooch, your co host, and I'm joined by the Vivid Muse. Hi, I'm Viv. <laughs> Hi. Perfect timing. <laughs> this is why like, I like recording when we're side by side, because usually you have me say my name. <laughs> <laughs> you can see when I look at you, and yeah. yeah, and I guess we get a little bit of that when we do uh, the stream as we record, but. Um, in theory, we wanted to get this out, quote unquote, faster. So we're doing a recording from without our desks and, the stream. Yeah. And didn't turn on our video cameras for Discord, even though we're in Discord. Because <laughs> <laughs> it didn't occur until just now. That's a whole other technology. That's a whole other technology that would actually <laughs> help with our timing and stuff, though. So. Right. Yeah. But so as we do on the podcast, first we discuss any news, anything that's been happening in the universe of City of Heroes and and, and hero-based video games. Well, not really, just City of Heroes. And there was a significant announcement on January 4th, a few days ago, from the Homecoming team that reads thusly, January 4th, 2024. Hello, everyone. We'd like to thank you all for your patience over the past few years, and we're incredibly thrilled to announce that it's paid off. NCSoft has officially granted Homecoming a license to host City of Heroes. Trademark. We'll have much more to share on this in the coming months. However, right now, we'd like to make a few things clear. Your accounts and characters are safe. Development of new content will continue. Homecoming will continue to be completely free. And we will continue to be funded entirely through donations. We will be on hand in this thread to answer any questions you may have, so ask away. However, please be aware that we aren't able to talk about everything just yet, but we will be sure to answer as much as we can as soon as we are able. Exciting times are ahead. Signed by Homecoming. Yay! Right? I'm guessing folks that are hearing this podcast already know. But it's like we just found out last night. I just streamed last night and we told somebody that didn't know. And it was like, what? How do you not know? You're you're <laughs> totally like plugged into the community. How did you not know? So it's like, yeah, we really do need to record this and get this put out as soon as we can. Because, you know, we want to get everybody gathered together as quickly as we can. Right. Like 
people are playing. Yeah. We've been playing since 2019. Um, but now it's it's safe to come into the water. If you were holding back because you didn't know if there was a penalty for you to play on a, on a server that wasn't legally 100% there, now it is, you guys. They have an official license agreement. It's there. There are specific guidelines that they have to follow, and they're following them, and they've got a track record of almost... So 2019, uh, mm -hmm. April of 2019, so we're almost at five years that Homecoming's been up. So we've got a track record here, yeah. a trusted track record. So you guys, I feel like this is the safest we're ever going to get, I think. Oh, yeah. You know. And the, home, the Homecoming team, they have been working with NCSoft this entire time. They, they yeah. announced this back in 2019, that they had entered yeah. official talks and that they had certain plans that they were going to put on hold, like... They were looking at becoming a nonprofit organization and some other things like that. And then they had to put all that on hold as they did the, the legal wrangling for this. And um, in a sec, I'll read some frequently asked questions that covers some other things about it. Um, and they've been doing a lot of the, the, the legwork that covers the agreement um, or, you know, their, um, their responsibilities under the agreement. They, um, for instance, mm -hmm. the homecoming launcher, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, mm -hmm. which was a big part of it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever heard of like a fan base, not just resurrecting a game, but, you know, like officially sanctioned. <laughs> yeah, getting the blessing. We were talking about it uh, with our kids at dinner the other night. And one of our sons was talking about how like World of Warcraft, there were the rogue, uh, the original World of Warcraft servers after, you know, they had um, moved on to so many expansions and had changed so many times and all that kind of stuff. And Blizzard had uh, and it kind of at first let them go and then started squashing them. And then I, I actually I can't recall if they actually squashed them or not. But the important part is they released WoW Classic and they made official servers and were able to squeeze a whole bunch of money out of it. Um, <laughs> so like you know that's kind of the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, NC's off to say, no, do your thing. Just, you know, don't uh, don't violate copyrights and don't, uh, don't, don't make it an illegal source of income. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's really been exciting, you guys. Um, so did you want to go into more detail? Yes, the, and the frequently asked questions, there's a few important bullet points that um, certainly answered my initial thoughts, or, or at least my initial questions. <laughs> So on um, the bullet mm -hmm. points, Homecoming has been granted a license to operate a City of Heroes server and further develop the game, subject to conditions and limitations under the contract. But as between us and NCSoft, NCSoft still owns the City of Heroes intellectual property and its derivatives. Derivatives, I guess, means they technically own your your uh, your <laughs> missions that you create. But uh, NCSoft does still retain the right to shut down the servers at any time. But due to the fact that they've entered into this agreement, there's no reason to believe that they will. They don't have any reason to. And Homecoming certainly isn't going to do anything to, to poke them. Um, <laughs> this agreement right. only covers Homecoming. It does not cover other servers such as Rebirth or Thunderspy. There's a big asterisk there because there are a couple other servers that are included, um, which uh, is covered by another bullet point. Homecoming will still be actively... Or, I'm sorry, Homecoming will still actively develop the game client. The software is not going open source, which some people were hoping for. There's the Ouroboros project and 
then at, at least it sounded like initially that was one of their um, goals. It makes sense, you know. They're uh, so, they're still retaining the the intellectual property, so it's still closed source technically. So with that, if I I'm just wondering, does that mean that that's why we'll never get like mods for City of Heroes like we see for Seven Days to Die? Part of that is um, part of it is be- yeah, part of it's the nature of the closed source code, and part of it is just because it was built on the their own proprietary cryptic game engine. Whereas Seven Days to Die and those are using a third-party game engine. So the Unreal engine and the, mm-hmm. um, I forget what the other one's called. Somebody's yelling it right now at their, their earbuds. <laughs> but um, <laughs> there's the two major. Uh, no, they're yelling uh, it at you, babe. Don't be confused. Unity. <laughs> and so, Unity. <laughs> and so they have hooks built in to allow third-party stuff. Or and or like Steam itself has hooks that allow specifically for expansion, and City of Heroes was written before that kind of stuff existed. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so that right, right. yeah yeah is really just the old um, architecture. So then, why do people want it to be open source? What's what's the goal there? The goal there is that um, any like. One bone of contention people have with Homecoming is that they do keep everything closed, and so you can't take the changes that they've made and fold it into your own private server mm, in your house, right, 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 or right. just for gotcha. your friends. Okay. Or if it was all open source, then everybody would see everybody else's changes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I don't think it's a big surprise it's not going open source. Um, Another biggie, important one. Oh, oh! I wanted to see, mention real quick about development because I kind of buried it when we recorded this before. Yeah, we recorded this <laughs> before. Um, <laughs> you know us. You know us. We're the same. Still us. The Cylons <laughs> ate it. <laughs> they were hungry. They feasted. <laughs> but part of this announcement was that they are taking uh, applications for new developers and for new mm. Uh, uh, game masters. So, if you'd like to be uh, help the team on the inside, helping this influx of new people coming in to play the game, um, either as a game master or as a developer, um, the uh, we will post the uh, forum announcement and all that, and that has links for uh, applying for those. Very cool. Which leads me to the next bit. Uh, so, live streaming and YouTube videos of gameplay on Homecoming will continue to be permitted. Yay. Woot woot. Monetization is also permitted, but all video content must be free for the viewer to access. So no paywalled content. Yeah. You can't have a closed Patreon. No, you or, cannot or, um, have your VODs, your videos on demand locked to subs only. That would also be a paywall. You can't charge. You know what I mean? They're allowing mm-hmm, yeah. the, the fact that they're allowing it on Twitch and YouTube, which has their own inherent advertising systems, is amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, no more paywalls beyond that. And of course, you must abide by the homecoming code of conduct and, of course, the other platform code of conduct, whatever your mm-hmm. video platform is. Um, NCSoft will not gain access to our players' personal data. They don't get their hands in the cookie jar because they're not making anything of it from this. And we're not making anything from this. <laughs> no. They don't get our data. Leadership of Homecoming is changing. 
Uh, so, so you know, before it was a fairly closed model, and and you know, you just had the homecoming um, management team and dev team and and that sort of stuff, and they made their own decisions. And now they have they are creating. Sorry, let me read the actual quote. We will be forming a new leadership group, the City Council, to head up the project going forwards. Perfect name, of course. The City Council will include the original homecoming admin team, representatives from the other servers that they've been working with, and a few additional members from our game master and development teams. Cypher will remain the project lead. And that's where I had the related that they're actively seeking new developers and game masters. All hail Cypher! <laughs> Yay! In addition to the frequently asked questions, uh, Massively OP posted an article on January 5th, which we'll link in the show notes, with some additional Q&A from the team, which revealed the other servers that are going to be on that city council. They have been working with are Victory and Paragon. And so Victory and Paragon will be brought under the homecoming launcher. Uh, we don't know if that means that they'll like show up as shards or if they'll just show up under the launcher and still launch into their own servers. Um, from what I know of how the how it's architected, they would remain their own servers completely. They would not become shards. That um, makes sense. Yeah, and uh, there is no plan to merge the current homecoming shards. Yay! Everybody keeps yeah. their names. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so though that is the core of, of this big announcement. Then, you know, so yeah, the biggie, it's going to gonna remain free. We're going to keep getting free ice cream. We're going to keep getting new free flavors. Sprinkles. <laughs> sprinkles on top. <laughs> and uh, and they will still, they're going to um, increase how much money they take in donations each month. Um, they're going to have a little slight increase in overhead cost. They have, you know, legal requirements that they have to report back to NCSoft. And mm-hmm. they're going to have... Um, they're increasing um, to have a 30% cushion so that if anything happens and like we have this, you know, surge of of, of interest and then if, if interest wanes or whatever, they're going to have a, a big rainy day cushion so that they will keep, be able to keep the lights on for a long time after nice. um, the initial money yeah. rolls in. And yeah. with this, um, now that they have this legal footing, they can change the hosting um, to a less expensive hosting provider. They essentially froze everything. They froze the infrastructure. They froze how you know, their legal agreements. Now they're going to go back to uh, becoming a, a nonprofit organization, and that'll help them save money. They won't have to pay taxes on these donations and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. It is so just really great deal. stability. And somewhat tied to that, um, we had announcements, which I think you were going to read some announcements. Um, sure. Yeah. Tied to the shard specifically, the first one is. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an announcement on uh, January 6th uh, from the Homecoming Forums. Uh, double XP and Rickty Invasions on Torchbearer Reunion and Indomitable. We're really pleased, they say, to see so many new and returning faces in the city. However, we're noticing that some of our servers are getting much more love than the others. That would be Excelsior and Everlasting. (laughs) Uh, For those that haven't been playing, Excelsior has been the most highly populated server for years. The bulk of the player base played there. 
uh, Everlasting was the next highest population, which is was the role players uh, kind of gathered on that server. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the other three, which are the ones mentioned here. Um, so uh, because of the imbalance, they are going to be temporarily enabling double XP and they're also having Rickty invasions on Torchbearer, Reunion, and Indomitable Shards. Yes, we remembered Indom, they said, <laughs> until further notice. And note <laughs> that they say, until further notice. So it could be brief, it could be extended. Who yeah. knows? Get in there, get that XP, because it does stack. I'm not sure. It's I, I wasn't clear. There were people that said it was, uh, you ended up with... Uh, Triple XP and some people said quadruple XP. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't done the math myself. I saw from uh, one of the devs that's triple. You end up with triple. Okay. So it's not double double. It's just double and then another double. Yeah. Okay. So that would be three. All right. So uh, it's all good news, though, right, guys? So it continues. The announcement does uh, with you might also find our GMs awarding temporary titles to any heroes and villains who help defend against the Rickty invaders. As a reminder, you can transfer characters between shards from the character select screen. Five tokens, uh, five. Let me be clear on that. Free tokens every uh, three days. So five tokens every three days. So if you want to move your characters from um, Excelsior or Everlasting, you can um, bit by bit. (laughs) And uh, so I've definitely seen uh, some folks posting in Facebook groups and such about the titles that they're getting. And it's, it's really cool to see how many people are playing right now. It's just so exciting. Um, but let's see. And then um, as a point of reference, Jimmy replies further down the thread that this isn't really about trying to make the quiet servers not quiet. It's about saving Excelsior from itself. On Thursday and Friday, I'm sorry, on Thursday and Friday, Excelsior accounted for 60% of all traffic. On his update the morning of January 7th, Excelsior traffic was down to 44 and a half. And even at 45%, Excelsior still handles more players than the live shards during retail. <laughs> it's just crazy. Crazy. See, when they mentioned that that during retail, there were like, there were so many shards, right? There was a dozen, yeah. 14, yeah, 16. Or, and or, uh, and that's a lot. And um, it cost money to move between them. Mm, <laughs> so people yeah. really didn't move. <laughs> yeah. That's the fact. And now, like, the way we, when we are streaming or playing with other people, like, regardless, uh, we are quick to move our characters because it's literally free. It doesn't hurt anything. You don't lose any of your items or or badges or anything like that. You know, you don't lose anything except for your association to your supergroup. So don't transfer servers if you're the leader because <laughs> then you have to worry about some investment that but you know how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's easy peasy to transfer over there. And then we have, um, if you'd like me to read uh, Daisy's yeah, announcement, or would you like to? No, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would handle the announcements since you have the linkage. So the amazing Daisy, uh, who we actually featured on a two-part series here on the podcast, episodes 58 and 59, Base building with Daisy. <laughs> um, so uh, she sent me an announcement uh, in Discord that um, Easter Bunny had posted. 
And um, it's for another base building contest. They do them uh, from time to time. And uh, it's it's a pretty good one, you guys. It's a pretty good one. It's exciting. Uh, so let's see. Uh, let me read what she says from the Discord first. Because she just kind of like, um, you know, summarized it. So uh, it's a new base challenge has been issued courtesy of at Ravis. The usual stuff comes with it. Start with a new base. And they can tell you guys. They know if it's a new base or not. Uh, two weeks to finish <laughs> as of uh, right now, which was two days ago. So it ends on January 21st, 2024 at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. And this one must be nature focused with few to no man-made permanent structures. Although structures from plants and things like tents are okay. See all the rules and details and we will have the link uh, to the forum um, posting. Um I'm guessing. Is that something that we're doing, Shoot? Are you still looking sure. in the notes? Cool, Definitely. cool, cool. <laughs> Get um, online and pitch those tents. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> yeah, so um, they just, uh, you, they've got some different, um, <laughs> I'm, I am going to read the challenge. Ravis has decided it's time to branch out with a new challenge and would you believe it? You're all invited. That's right, a tree... Mendus Nature Base Contest. No walls, no buildings, just nature. Minimal paths and man-made bridges. Tents and camping stuff is okay. Litter and or discarded items are acceptable, but bad for the planet. So it's time to dig deep and sprout your creative ideas because the timer starts now. And so they've got, um, you know, lots more details. You're going to want to read through it. The prizes are... So the winner of the contest will get 2,000 merits and the gold title Great Outdoors Champion. In addition to the to those uh, homecoming prizes, Ravis has also volunteered to contribute 1 billion influence of his own to the winner, which is highly generous. So yeah. uh, great. Like, thank you, Daisy, Easter Bunny, and special guest challenger Ravis. That sounds amazing. So get to building, y'all. No, now, go, go. No, I'm kidding. You can keep listening while you're building. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, though. That's very fun. They. It was a lot of fun. Sorry, I'm just reading through the thing. Uh, it was a lot of fun <laughs> this last Halloween. They did their um, their big event again. That was really cool. Yeah, and you know, you'll see in the patch notes, they've done a lot of base building patches and, and tweaks and, and a bunch of quality of life improvements for base builders. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then we also have a uh, a costume contest. You guys uh, was announced yesterday on the forums. GM Arcanum posted it yesterday. Uh, let's see. It's going to be on Torchbearer, Indomitable, and Reunion servers on Sunday, January fourteenth, which is in five days. Which you, we won't be posting this tonight. But you guys get get to design and get in there. Get it. Uh, so the announcement reads, to help kick off 2024, in addition to some fun in-game events currently happening, and it leads to the, it links to the Rickty Invasion announcement we just read, they, uh, we'd like to start the year off with a costume contest. This is a general anything goes costume contest, meaning bring your best costume within the bounds of the code of conduct and join in the fun. Due to event taking place on a limited number of shards, 
please only bring one character per player. Multiboxing during this event may result in disqualification or the revocation of prizes. So again, that will be, um, let's see, on uh, Sunday, January 14th. On Reunion Sir, uh, Shard, it will be at 8 p.m. UTC. And uh, that breaks down to 3 p.m. Eastern. So 3 p.m. Eastern, um, 8 p.m. UK, UK time. And Torchbearer and Indomitable will also be on Sunday, January 4th. Both of them at 10 p.m. UTC, which is 5 p.m. Eastern and 10 p.m. UK time. The location in-game is Echo Plaza on the three shards. And again, only on the three shards, um, Torchbearer Reunion and Indom. The heroes and villains can reach Echo Plaza via a tunnel teleporter, a long-range teleporter, or Pocket D. You can enter the truck near the AE section and, and, and get to Pocket D that way. So I am going to add to that that um, for new players um, launching into Atlas, there are a lot of uh, quality of life improvements on Homecoming that if you haven't played on it, you are going to be really happily surprised. There's a lot of different travel options, shortcuts. Uh, they definitely took the Hobbit, like walking across maps out of the game to a certain extent. Um, you definitely are going to want to check in at the P2W though, to get some travel uh, options for yourselves. There's like, you know, booster packs and, and hoverboards and all kinds of things in there that you can use to get around quickly. Um, and then your and, and then the long range teleporter is really cool. It's like there's just a lot of really there's a lot of really cool ways to get around, um, and then uh, so then the, the prizes are really cool. Due to the event taking place on a limited number of shards, the permanent golden title will be applied to a character of a player's choosing on any shard. Oh, that's cool. So if your home shard is everlasting, they'll let you do it over there. That's really cool. So the single best overall costume will win. A permanent gold title, January 2024 costume contest winner, the fashion victim badge, and 1,500 prismatic ether particles. The best costume on each shard will win a permanent gold title. Permanent? Yeah, permanent gold title, just like the single best overall costume one. And then uh, the Fashion Victim Badge and uh, 250 Prismatic Aether Particles. And the four runner-up costumes on each shard will win. Permanent Gold Title January 2024 Contest Runner-Up, the Fashion Victim Badge, and 100 Prismatic Aether Particles. That is pretty amazing, you guys. Those are really cool rewards. Costume manipulation won't be considered legitimate in costume contests. Costume manipulation is not permitted and will result in disqualification. Please note that costume contest judging is subjective and everyone's tastes are different. Please be kind to our GMs who volunteer their time to keep these servers running as smooth as possible. If you have any issues, please contact a lead game master here on the forums or on our Discord. Nice. So again, that's on January 14th, which is Sunday this coming weekend, you guys. So good luck on everybody oh, cool. that enters that. Yeah. 
think that is all of our news notes. As a quick note, if you are coming back to the game from the live days, uh, welcome home, first of all, of course. And you may want to check out our City of Heroes podcast, episode 53, uh, for a summary of all of the massive, massive changes the game undertook before it returned to public access. And uh, there are episodes that cover each of the major releases since then, particularly episodes 63 and 64. Right on. So moving on to the issue 27, page six patch notes, because it hasn't been a year yet. So might as well get it done. No, you guys, we just never did them. And so we're catching up with that uh, while we make the big license agreement announcement, you guys. So um, these these are abridged, by the way. You know how we roll. If you guys want the full details, you can get them over on the forums. They are listed to every little tiny percentage that you might want to know, but we're not going to be uh, reading each and every one of those. So uh, we've got some abridgment going on here. <laughs> Don't worry, Chuchkins, <laughs> it makes sense. If I did it, it wouldn't. <laughs> so starting out, we've got new mission content, you guys. So new mission content, John Houston, new story arc, noble intentions. Uh, John Houston is the contact. You have to be a rogue alignment and you have to be levels 40 to 44 or higher. Um, and um, just a note for those that are coming back to the game and haven't been playing on Homecoming, instead of having to do tip missions to change your alignment, Homecoming has this wonderful um, ad, or maybe they added it on live servers later. I don't know. Uh, but you can go and change your alignment very easily at Null the Goal, who is the seagull perched on top of the truck in Pocket D on the villain's side, which is denoted by red lights. Um, you know, so all you got to do is, you know, just get to Pocket D. And by the way, when you get to Pocket D, make sure you hang out there for an hour. You get your Pocket D teleporter. It'll make all your wildest dreams come true. Um, but the so, yeah, that's how you would change your alignment to be able to do that as a rogue. So continuing on, it says John Houston, W. Spider's new star reporter, is following a lead that has taken him all the way to Independence Port, where he was supposed to meet up with a source to get hold of some juicy information. Unfortunately, as is so often the case, his source was kidnapped, and now he's in desperate need of some morally dubious help. Players will get a chance to influence the politics of Paragon City for years to come, while checking in on old friends and making powerful enemies. It's all in a day's work for the freewheeling and entrepreneurial meh, meh, that word's hard. Entrepre entrepreneurial type, entrepreneurial type. <laughs> Story arc, it's like when I couldn't say her heretical that one time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Story arc contact is John Houston in Independence Port and he's located near the smuggler's ship icon on the map in Independence Port. The leader of the team must be of the rogue alignment to take on these missions. It specifically says the leader of the team must be of the rogue alignment to take on these missions. So I guess not everybody, it implies not everybody on the team has to be rogue, which is makes it way more convenient. Yeah. And then we've got, um, I wish it said who wrote these. I wonder if, well, uh, new mission content, Dr. Stribling, new story arc, 
troubled times. Dr. Stribling is the contact. Uh, it's a vigilante alignment, levels 30 to 34. Those who toe the line of legality in Paragon City will have the chance to answer the call of Dr. Stribling, a multidisciplinary scientist better known for his theory than his results. He's run into a bit of a problem. Someone broke into his lab and he does not want information on his experiments to leak to the public. Players who are willing to get their hands a little dirty will find themselves drawn into a web of moral quandaries that will have them wondering, did I make the right call? Story arc contact is Dr. Stribling in Brickstown, located northwest of the basketball courts in the Crescent neighborhood of Brickstown. Leader of the team must be of the vigilante alignment to take on these missions. Then we have new power sets, um, and that's really exciting. I'm sorry, one, it's one power set. It's I, I think I made that sound plural, just because <laughs> I'm drooling with excitement because I'm very excited. <laughs> a set of new powers. A set, <laughs> a, a singular set of new powers called Stormblast. It's a new primary for blasters, corruptors, and sentinels, new secondary for defenders. Stormblast conjures violent weather to attack your foes. The use of your storm attacks will empower your created storm cells. Now, as Chooch mentioned, we did record this yes the other, I guess, two nights ago, and we had problems with the recording. I got really excited, and I'm going to do better this time, I promise. <laughs> You're not going to jump straight to tier five, tier nine? I'm not going to. I, ignore the other ones? I'm going <laughs> to. I think I am. I, I think I did it the other night, and I'm going to do it again tonight, because the tier nine just sounds so damn fun. So the tier nine for this new power set is a category five. It's range. I'm sorry. It's called. It's not. It isn't A. It's called category five <laughs> it's a ranged look i'm so excited it's a ranged location aoe with a damage over time for of energy um uh you know energy and uh it's also got a faux knockdown knockback i'm not sure um it says just faux knock so uh it summons a severe storm that begins light but that grows in power until it becomes a raging engine of destruction Left on its own, the Category 5 Storm is capable of delivering moderate damage over time and as it grows in power, will eventually begin to fling foes through the air. In addition, each use of your Storm Blast powers builds its electrical power, re rendering it capable of delivering lightning attacks that deal energy damage. Holy heck, you guys, doesn't that sound amazing? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so, and I do have to point out that, yes, this came out almost a year ago, but I didn't read the full patch notes, you guys. I didn't. I didn't. The first time I read it was two nights ago, and I was like, what? I mean, I knew about the storm blast, but this sounds so fun. <laughs> but let's go through the, the powers real quick. So we've got Gust, which is the tier one. It's a ranged uh, smashing damage, and it's a, uh, it's a minus fly to foes. <laughs> Uh, which just ba basically means, you know, it, it'll knock foes out of the sky. But you create a chaotic change in atmospheric pressure, causing a sudden gust of wind to deliver a small amount of smashing damage. While in a storm cell, which is later, it's uh, tier one, two, three, four, it's your tier four option. While in a uh, storm cell, targets experience additional smashing damage over time. And then hailstones is the tier two. 
You cause the air around the foe to rapidly condense, causing hailstones to crash down, dealing cold damage. There's a chance that an especially large chunk of hail will form, knocking the target down. Hail no. Hail to the no. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it's a range damage, uh, cold, not a uh, chance for knockdown. And again, you get the, the, the bonus action kind of thing and uh while being in a storm cell targets are more likely to get knocked down by large chunks of hail that's pretty much that's kind of like what you're seeing with that power it seems pretty tight and then uh jet stream is a ranged cone smashing damage foe repeller knockdown you call forth a cone of rapidly moving air that repels enemies causing smashing damage enemies within a storm cell will not be repelled but instead will be knocked down I like that. I like when they have to use an action to get up, you know? And then the storm cell itself is a ranged location AOE with a minus to recharge, um, minus to speed and, and special on foes. You conjure a storm in the area that defines the boundaries of your stormy powers. Rain from this power will slightly lower a foe's movement and chance to hit. The use of your storm blast attacks may create high winds and lightning within the storm cell, delivering stronger debuffs and causing damage. Additionally, storm blast attacks will be enhanced when used against foes victimized by storm cell. And then intensify is like it's like aim. It's a, a self um, buff to hit and damage and special. It greatly increases the chance uh, to hit of your attacks. The chance to hit of your attacks for a few seconds slightly increases damage and your storm strength. Uh, let's see, next we've got a direct strike, which is a non-sentinel, it's a snipe, it's uh, energy damage, and it uh, it sucks off some of that, uh, that foe endurance that we love to see happen. Don't you just love when you see your foe's blue bar dropped nothing? Nothing like it. Ah, it's so delicious. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, you channel your storm powers into a direct hit, jolting the enemy with a bolt of lightning that deals energy damage and saps some endurance. If fired outside of combat, it can be interrupted by enemies, but will do bonus damage. If you are engaged in battle, this attack becomes instant cast. Ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> While in a storm cell, targets have a chance to be stunned. And then lightning strike, sentinel only, ranged energy damage. And then uh, a debuffs endurance and special for foes. You channel your storm powers into a lightning strike, jolting the enemy with ener energy damage and sapping some endurance. While in storm cell, the target has a chance to be stunned. We've got chain lightning, which is a ranged chain of energy damage and an endurance drain. Calls a bolt of lightning from the clouds to strike your target, which then chains outward to additional en enemies. Creatures unfortunate enough to be struck will be dealt energy damage and be sapped of some endurance. While in a storm cell, the main target of chain lightning will experience additional endurance drain over time. Delicious. <laughs> it just <laughs> sounds so fun. Um, Cloudburst is a range damage over time, um, cold uh, and special. Unleashes a cloud that drops a torrent of freezing rain on your target, causing cold damage. And in Storm Cell, targets experience recharge, two hit, and movement debuffs. 
And then I already read category five, but doesn't it sound amazing? <laughs> that last line, in addition, each of your storm blast powers builds its electrical power, rendering it capable of delivering lightning attacks that deal energy damage. That's the in addition. I love it. <laughs> That's the bonus bit. Right. <laughs> Alrighty, so, um, and then we have a redraw, like, uh, did you have anything you wanted to say about the new power set, babe? I, I know uh, you haven't had time to play it. No, 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 but yeah, it just looks like great fun stuff, yeah, for sure. I would love some feedback on, um, on what people are thinking about it. Let's see, and then we've got the redraw revamp. In summary, weapon powers now play a draw animation the first time you use a weapon after your character has been in an idle, non-combat animation. With typical mission pacing, this should mean each weapon will only play its draw animation the first time you use it in combat on a mission map, unless you idle somewhere on the map for long enough for your character to return to the idle state. Power sets impacted are um, beam rifle, dual pistols, dual blades, battle axe, war mace, broadsword, staff fighting, arachnos soldiers, arachnos widows, archery slash trick arrow slash tactical arrow, claws, spines, thorny assault, plant manipulation, experimentation, um, experimental injection, Assault Rifle, Mastermind Pets, and the Slash Sheath, and that's Sheath with an E, so Slash S-H-E-A-T-H-E command has been added. It immediately puts away all weapons. This forces, this command forces the draw animation to be played the next time they're used and can be used to intentionally draw weapons for roleplay or other purposes. Ah, so not the trauma train wrench corn dog emote. <laughs> Sheathed meat. No, <laughs> sheath meat. <laughs> oh my god, not sheath meat. <laughs> Which I didn't. Didn't we decide that as humans we are also sheathed meat? <laughs> Technically, yes. <laughs> Technically, we are corn dogs, y'all. <laughs> That's what we decided with trauma train. <laughs> I think we eventually got to that. Sounds like us. And then we have some blast power updates. Unless you had something you wanted to say about the redraw revamp. Mm -mm. So the blast power set updates, many, many changes were made to assault rifle, dark blast, dual pistols, fire blast, psychic blast, seismic blast, and water blast. Most changes are to cast times, cooldowns, and small effect or damage changes. Some powers within these sets have had their tiers adjusted. Full details can be found on the patch threads at forums.homecomingservers.com. We got new costume parts. Um, and again, these, this, these have been live on Homecoming since October of 2022. So like... No, wait, that's the last time we posted an episode. <laughs> this has just been since April. I lied. That's right. This came out in April. That's why we were traveling. That's why we never got to it. Um, and then let's see. So the new costume parts are um, Metallic 3, which is a cleaner version of Metallic 2. We got some new glasses. 
We got a mycelium mushroom aura, which wants me to open a cottage core super group. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so I maybe shouldn't say that. A brand new pattern for chest, gloves, hips, boots called Diamond Cut. And then for the uh, villain epic archetype, the beach, the Bane crab gloves, pants, and boots. Female gets a new detail called Sweetheart One. <laughs> And new custom weapons, the Arachnos Mace, Scepter of Steno, option added to custom weapon selection. Mace's eye glow effects are tentable. And then uh, Broadsword Fang of Steno, option added to custom weapon selection, dual blades. And for those that are pronouncing it differently, I'll do the next one differently because then everybody's <laughs> included, right? Fang of Steno, option added to custom weapon selection. Staff Fighting Staff of Steno. Option added to custom weapon selection. Staff's eye glow effects are tentable. War Mace Scepter of Steno. Option added to custom weapon selection. Mace's eye glow effects are tentable. Hopefully one of the ways I read those sounded like it sounds in your brain when you read those things. Um, <laughs> and then we have new badges uh, that came out. That was uh, 19 for Unforgettable. Log in during, if you logged in during the month of the City of Heroes 19th anniversary. And then Polster, which is uh, complete the hero alignment ending of the John Houston story arc, Noble Intentions. Um, Underdog completes the, uh, if you complete the rogue alignment ending of the John Houston story arc, Noble Intentions. And then, so that that is two different if you completed the hero alignment and also the rogue alignment, then for the John Houston story arc, Noble Intentions, you'll get two different badges. So do it both ways, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Loop Hero will uh, will be given when you reach and complete the conclusion of the Dr. Stribling story arc, Troubled Times. And then Ether Rewards Wave 3, Tier 3 Reward Additions, a new cosmetic effects added to the Tier 3 Ether War Reward. I, you know, I've never even looked at that. I've never even looked at that stuff. Have you ever looked at that? Have you ever bought any of those cosmetic effects? No, uh, I haven't bought I did look when it first first launched. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, not since. And I haven't really spent on any of them. I, every now and then I see Prismatic Ether has dropped, but yeah. Yeah. Spent them. I don't even know how many I have. <laughs> I don't even know. I keep forgetting about that whole costume effect thing. So yeah. Oh, I'll have to look into that next time I log in. So yeah, the Ether rewards are something that Homecoming's giving out. And it's, it's amazing. You get these drops and they just accumulate like the merit rewards. And uh, you spend them as you need them. And then if you don't remember that you have them, then I'm guessing that I've got a nice little stack of them over there. <laughs> there should be a little pile there. Uh, so anyways, tier three reward additions. New cosmetic effects added to the tier three ether reward vendor offerings. Uh, these are all different effects. There's flames, chill, earthen, shocking, psionic, and photosynthesis. Those are all different. There's so that's six different effects that I read there that have been added. These new wave three tier three cosmetic uh, cosmetic effects cannot be used in PvP. Older tier three rewards are unchanged. Tier four reward expansion. 
an undefined mode and undefined mini mode now have two additional customization options available. Uh, you have either undefined silver or undefined evil. <laughs> there are new supergroup based themes in uh one is there more than one or just one it says themes. Just, yeah it was just one <laughs> okay so there is a new supergroup based theme <laughs> it's called open sky it's passed through in addition there are dozens of new supergroup based items including alphabets in two fonts we have new emotes the uh slash e watermelon emote slash e arachnos mug emote slash e paragon mug emote and slash e winter mug emote and then let's see there was an adjustment to the doc buzz saw um to doc buzz saws the freakish lab of dr vasilok which is a recent ad for those of the for those wondering about the content that homecoming's been adding this is one of them the Freakish Lab of Dr. Vazlock, which is heckin' fun to run. They uh, split it into two parts. Arc 1 is up to the lab, and Arc 2 is post-lab to the prison. And I think that's a perfect spot for those to be split. Uh, many other adjustments and fixes to the Dr. Aeon Strike Force, the Imperious Task Force, and Mayhem Missions. Many, so like that just means they're doing, you know, they're tidying things up in there and the numbers making things balanced. Cosmetic fixes were done. Some new dialogue and other adjustments were made to many NPC enemies across heroes and villain missions. There were zone adjustments. In Croatoa, all enemy mobs who spawn with GMs, Aokai and Jack and Irons, uh, the normal spawns and the Veil vale War, vale War are now set to ignore combat mods, making them level less and easier to identify which mobs must be defeated to progress or clear these events. Eokai and Jack and Iron solo spawn events now have a zone event message that will broadcast when they spawn by themselves, which is heckin' awesome. So is... thoughtful. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Making those circuits, yeah. So Striga Island, Vigilantes, and Rogues are now able to access the Striga Isle Hazard Zone via the Smuggler's Submarine Network. Which is amazing. That's pretty cool. And then, uh, in addition, there were many geometry fixes on the maps of Cimarora, Echo Plaza Arena Coliseum, and uh, Imperial City, and St. Marshall, and some mission maps. Ma maps. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> and some mission... I'm going to have to reread that whole line because none of it fell out of my mouth right. <laughs> In addition, there were many geometry fixes on the maps of Cimarora, Echo Plaza Arena Coliseum, Imperial City, and St. Marshall, and some mission maps. But again, you can read all of the details on the forums. There will be a link um, in the show notes for you guys, uh, hopefully able to click on that. I don't know how that works in the different like podcast funnels, but uh, yeah, that'll be on our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, just go to the forums, you guys, and look at the patch notes and it'll have links. It has links to everything in there. I promise. Yeah, when you go to homecomingservers.com, there's a link right at the front that says patch notes, so... Yeah, easy to find. 
patch newts. Oh, my stars and garters. It's so exciting. Like I, I, I have to be honest. I don't know that I ever thought that this would happen where they would like hear from NC soft saying, go ahead. We're not going to shut you down. Take a deep breath. You know, you're going to get to keep playing this amazing yeah. that we've loved for so long. And that the requirements are just very reasonable and <laughs> they're not asking for anything outrageous in return. Yeah. Uh, it's just really cool. I mean, you know, NCSoft can still demand that Homecoming shuts down, sure. But it's less likely here because NCSoft now has, there's basically a legal instrument saying that Homecoming has permission. And as long as we don't violate anything, then hopefully NCSoft will act in good faith, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's been a ton of activity, you guys. It's a great time to jump back in whenever you're able to. If you don't have a computer right now that'll run it, that's okay, because now it's not going away anytime soon. If you can play now, play now. But the great thing and, you know, something that I've that I've, I've really... I, we always knew about the player base, but you really see it with streaming. It's just in every streamer's channel. If you say, oh my gosh, City of Heroes is back, then you will get greeted with love and welcome home and we missed you and here's a link to get started. And if you're on my channel, I'm probably sending you money or I mean, in game, not money, in-game influence to get your first, you know, stuff set up and things like that. Like a lot of us are just so excited to see people coming back to the player base that we will really help you as much as we're able. Yeah. Um, and so if you are coming back and you don't know where to start, head over to our Discord. I don't know how to link from that from here, but it will be. I'm sure there's a link on our page over yeah. on um, on our web page, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there's uh, all the different places where people find info now, uh, Discord, Reddit, and of course the Homecoming forums. There's actually uh, sections now to find people that you used to know from the old shards. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are posting, you know, the S their old SGs or whatever, or their old uh, usernames, and they're hooking up and playing uh, online together again. Yeah. It's amazing, you guys. What a time to be alive. Um, and our website is uh, it's cohpodcast.com. It's simple as, as can be. But um, so you can, I think our, yeah, our Discord server link is right there on the on the first post. And so uh, feel free to come in and say hi. We Oh, and we just had someone. Who was it? It was Tomato. We just had the coolest thing. Somebody just joined our Discord the other day. Tomato Phalanges <laughs> came in. Somebody that was a, a listener back in the old, old podcast days. And it is literally like I get teary. I get all for clips thinking about how fun it was with the COH podcast back in the day. So we would love to hear from you guys again. If you were on our forums back then or listened or we, you know, went back and forth with feedback, whoever, we just, we love it so much. It's just like, it takes us right back to that nostalgia. So make sure you let us know. Um, and if you, if you come on in, you know, cause it's just like such a great feeling. We really appreciate it. We try to make sure everything gets posted over there news wise and all that kind of stuff. So anything else you want to say, babe? No, I think that just about wraps this episode. Yeah, I think so. I think it does. 
So that is it for this time, everybody. We promise to try our best to do the next patch notes in less than a year. <laughs> we'll keep the streak alive. The new gold standard. <laughs> new gold standard, less than a year. That was really the longest time, but you guys, 2023 really, really threw us some punches. And uh, you know, you know how it is. We're getting there. So, but uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate y'all so much. And uh, hope to catch up with you in game or in stream or on the Discord or whatever. Hope y'all are doing well and have a great happy new year. Good hunting, heroes. Bye. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or Homecoming servers. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Lily. <laughs>